0: Welcome to this uh, podcast, and this is the first in a series that is going to look at how businesses can think about dealing with high levels of uncertainty and volatility, which perhaps is notoriously illustrated by coronavirus just recently. And in this podcast, I'm delighted to be joined by Dr. Jungmin Leonardo Lim. So, Leonardo, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for you know, being with us and, and sharing your expertise and knowledge. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And so, Leonardo is a senior practice professional and entrepreneurship educator with a really long history of working at the interface between large organizations and SMEs. He is a tech scout, a corporate scale-up builder, and an international collaborator with extensive experience in consumer electronics, energy, and green technology, having worked in corporate entrepreneurship for the likes of LG and Rolls-Royce so again it's wonderful to be able to draw on your experience like this and so Leonardo currently you are assisting UK and Korean SMEs with scaling up through international tacit knowledge exchange is that correct?
1: Yes that's correct that's correct.
0: Great great well again thank you very much and if I can maybe go to my first question so that we can we can begin to learn from your experience so so in your experience, as someone who works at the interface of the corporate world and SMEs, in what ways do you think these two groups can perhaps work together to move forward in this highly uncertain and volatile world that we now live in?
1: Well, I guess uh, the, before I answer the, the, the questions, I'd like to address a uh, few characteristics of the COVID crisis and... Uh, uh, there are uh, some, some countries, some uh, sectors, there are so-called successful uh, and uh, cases of the controlling the COVID crisis and, uh, around the world. But the, the common theme of these successful so-called uh, handling of the COVID has uh, two very uh, common characteristics, is uh, regardless of the countries, regardless of the, the sectors, timely action uh, to detect the COVID uh, and uh, readiness for these uncertainty uh, situations. So that is the, the key aspects of the, the COVID-19. And uh, if you look at uh, these two uh, as perspectives of these features, in the, in the corporate world, uh, you can have a similar characteristic. For example, in the corporate and SME, uh, if you look at, uh, there are lots of uh, uh, areas in the corporate SMEs, but I'd like to address uh, very uh, distinct features of uh, technology commercialization and the uh, corporate new business building activity. If we <laughs> yes. narrow yeah. down uh, a little bit of uh, a focused area, it will be uh, important thing. In, in terms of uh, uh, corporate side, uh, the timely action and readiness for this kind of activities requires in the corporate side is core competences. If the corporate has a core competences, they they call it sometimes as uh, organic growth, if you're the corporate want to grow. And uh, there are sometimes they called inorganic growth, which means it is not uh, come from the uh, core, core competencies approach, but rather more of a strategic visioning uh, and what would be the short term, midterm and long term. So if you look at these two uh, areas of the corporate growth, if you apply this timely action and the readiness for these uh, activities, you can, you can see how uh, in the core competence readiness for the new business growth, and the core competence, uh, timely action to to define what you want to do in the very short time, in the within a year, in the within like a three year, within ten year, you can see. So uh, it, that's the that's the the typical corporate world. Even in the startup SMEs, a startup has to focus on their core competencies to to focus on their activity and try to grow their business. And, and similarly, uh, when even, even though startup and SME has a uh, lot of uh, risks if they are ready and if they have assessed staged approach for these activities and the success, similar to the COVID and uh, success measurement of how these uh, SMEs can properly grow, and how, and in, and in in parallel, in the corporate can properly uh, uh, tackle these organic or inorganic growth in a in a properly manner. So, uh, it's interestingly, uh, I want to point out these timely action and readiness for uncertainty, and uh, and these uh, feature uh, characteristics can be applicable mm-hmm. to the corporate and an SME separately. On the other hand, if they want to collaborate uh, uh, together, which you uh, uh, asked, it's uh, when each side clearly understands what they need to do in terms of timely action from each side, even within the corporate side, within the SME side, they will understand each other better. Uh, because when, yes. They, yes. when they explore and deploy uh, what they are really uh, required as a pre- prerequisite activity for called collaborative ex- uh, action, the success rate and uh, the, the proper uh, way of maneuvering these uncertainties can be uh, tackled with a readiness check and with a timely mm-hmm. action. So in the in the real uh, corporate and SMEs world, uh if you if you don't have a proper uh readiness level and uh not timely action, then there will be no success whatsoever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh so, so personally uh, it can be uh, uh, applicable to any anybody, to any organization. The COVID uh uh, features success story of timely action and the readiness can be crucial so that's what the, one point I would like to address and, and share with you.
0: Great thank you Leonardo. Thank you, Leonardo. Actually, maybe I can um, chip in a little bit on that as well is that I think the, the interesting thing about timely action also that readiness is crucial because we, we often hear this term resilience for example, right. where right. We are, we're, we're told that you know, businesses need to think about how are they going to be resilient. So I think a right. lot of that comes from understanding your core competencies, understanding right. your core deficiencies and thinking about where and how can you leverage those competencies against change and equally where do those deficiencies are maybe magnified because of circumstances like, for example, COVID. Um, I think your idea of timely action, I think, is very interesting because I think it speaks to not just resilience, but also the idea of uh, resurgence. Mm-hmm. So, the, the, you know, the ability to move quickly, to make changes, not to simply be, be able to withstand a barrage of factors, but to be able to then act in a way that change those circumstances for the business. And right. with with this in mind, I mean, I, I, I think the, the point that you make about auditing the business is really important in you know, auditing your capabilities, auditing auditing where you are as a company to see where you have strengths and deficiencies, because just in, in my own observation of looking at organizations and how they seem to be responding to change, I think, You know, you you kind of go and build a core competence now, and one of the things that I feel is really important is relationships. And so, if you're a large company, for example, you want to be thinking about okay, how can I, let's say, my supplier base or my service base of SMEs, how can they support my initiatives? How can they support what we do? How does that fit into our audit and our understanding? And can we leverage? Historical right. relationships. And I think you know. I'm I'm going to end on one quick caveat. There, of course, is if you have bad relationships, don't expect those businesses to be coming to you to help you at this point. You you know you really got to think about how do you, how are you going to really reinforce those relationships going forward? Because I think they will become more and more important to resilience, but also um, resurgence.
1: I think that's a, that's a very, very good point in a way that uh, 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 even if uh, either it's a corporate or SMEs, uh, in terms of collaborative way, when, when you, even if you define the timely action and ready, and the counterpart is not trusting you whatsoever in whatever way, and then that that, that way, uh, the time election that you define isn't the time election from their point of view. Absolutely. So, so so you have to be very crystal clear that both sides understand agree what kind of time election that you define and is has a meaning for them. So it's it's even if uh, today I had a meeting with uh, a different company and uh, we both see that we need a timely action and ready for our next step, but both sides has to be 100% clear about what we define is the meaning from their point of view. So we had to adjust quite a bit and we ended up uh, having a different agenda in a a little bit deeper way next week so that we have a a consensus uh, timely action and ready to do this. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I totally agree with
0: you. What your point? I think the point about meaningfulness is also very important because I think you, um, I, I feel we, we are striking on two important things here. One is, you know, the relationships and the trust within that. So it, on the one hand, it's being able to look within the business and understand its own position and its own capabilities and its own readiness. And then at the same time, looking at where its suppliers are, its core partners, and whether or not they are ready and whether they are, are able to make timely actions. And then not only do you have those separate analyses, you then think about, but is this dialogue meaningful to both businesses? I mean, for example, an observation I've made is mm-hmm. if you take personal protective equipments, for example, it's in such high demand that... When you have let 's say two competing companies okay. wanting the same in demand item, the one that they may favor is not necessarily who pays the highest price. It could be well, I have a long standing relationship with this company they 've been reliable, paid on time you know I trust them i 'm going to go there, and it may be that you know another company is left you know outside of that equation, so I think it 's really interesting to a- acknowledge the point that timely action is not solely dependent on the business itself, but on, also on its um, its wider ecosystem, perhaps is the best uh, word I can use. So,
1: Maybe uh, this may uh, give a little bit of a spin on the uh, uh, context is that when uh, these uh, situations happen, and what happens is uh, it gives you a totally different base zero mindset. So, mm-hmm. and as you just pointed out, at the high price pay the best, it is not always the case. When people are in a completely different situation, then you see the value of itself from the base zero, which means you start completely from a different uh, perspective, so you can revisit your uh, uh, priorities in a different way. So, for me, uh, what you just comment is it interpret as... Uh, Relationship price and uh, it has uh, two different uh, meanings for for each company. So uh, so to me, relation is more important than the price, the profit itself.
0: Yeah.
1: And in yeah, yeah. in in the COVID cases, uh, it could be uh, uh, applicable for uh, uh, some, something like. Uh, uh, after the COVID, re- you, you call it resurgency. The resurgency, the meaning of resurgency has, uh, it's increased as a revival after a period of little activity, right? It's, uh, which is what we happen here. And when you have uh, some completely uh, uh, cooling period and then become resurged after uh, some period of time, people can visit uh, what you have. What you have as a priority can be uh, reflected mm-hmm. and may refocus what you want to do, and uh, so that will give you uh, a different to-do list or whatever. So uh, for me, uh, a definition of resurgency uh, through the COVID-19 period is. Uh, have any organization anybody who opportunity to think as set things from completely from zero basis which is very difficult to do but it's a, a good way to uh, to practice outside box thinking and yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, uh, and personally i i practiced this uh, even this COVID 19 period myself mm-hmm. and uh, i wanted to have a Activity uh, uh, based in UK and try to merge the company between UK and, and South Korea uh, uh, before the COVID-19. But now uh, I uh, uh, thought about this and uh, maybe if I can actively engage with uh, some of the activities overseas, then and then I can actually uh, uh, have the momentum to bring it to the UK and rather than waiting in within the UK to collaborate and sort of thing. So for me, uh, personally, I actually practiced uh, what you just man- mentioned, okay. a little bit different context. I hope well, this
0: does Thank to you. Thank you. I mean, you you've, you've preempted um, the, the question that I had in many ways, which was to think about how businesses might be able to move from resilience to Resurgence, and I think what, one of the interesting things I picked up from, from what you were saying is this idea of momentum. Because resurgence, I think that idea that there is a momentum of change, there is a momentum of growth, is not just a you know an attribute or a property you know, or a state. It, it's something that the business is coming out of 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 uncertainty and being able to to grow with momentum and. Would you have any um, further thoughts, do you think, on how firms might be able to achieve that shift from resilience to resurgence?
1: Well, I guess uh, if I uh, go back to the previous uh, uh, thoughts about the organic growth and the inorganic growth, mm. uh, uh, I guess uh, inorganic growth could be a little bit a resurgency approach. The reason is uh, if you have an incremental uh, increase, that is typically core competencies approach, mm-hmm. and which has a, a very slow, it's not slow, but it has a, a predicted way of a growth. But if you uh, want to go for uh, resurgence, which is if I just apply the completely uh, base zero thinking with the momentum, then it's a more of a, uh, inorganic, which you can grow through uh, some of the m or technology alliance rather than you develop things from yourself uh, within your organization. So uh, for me, if I connect uh, resurgency to the inorganic growth that I mentioned in the earlier, if you can define uh, uh, inorganic, whatever your situations,
0: mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm.
1: define your way of resurgency, uh, into a more detailed action list with whatever you do, then you can uh, define again with, with uh, uh, some timely action, or you, you can also uh, put things a little bit uh, prepared for, uh, for, to become ready for, for something. Yeah. So you can actually separate things. So uh, I, I'm trying to uh, not put things something new in the context, but I would like to combine what I
0: uh, commented earlier.
1: I hope it does make sense to
0: you. Absolutely, and actually, hey. the, some of these points are making me think about you know the, the idea of open innovation. So the the notion of you know we need to look more and more now at not just the internal competences and in achieving change and resilience and resurgence internally but we can fast track some of that by leveraging competencies outside leveraging innovations outside and i think this ironically brings us all the way back to the very point at the beginning of this talk which was the potential for supply chains the potential for the corporate world to work more and more with smes and but but and there's i think there's an important caveat there is it's in a way that's not simply purely transactional because one of the things again just observing from business press about how you know companies are put pressure on their suppliers to come back at them with lower costs it's a very transactional oriented approach but thinking about it differently well who who can supply us with innovation who can um help grow our business can move our s- service or manufacturing platform forward or product platform. So I think there's, um, there's a different element to that as well when looking at organic growth is to think about a longer term viewpoint in terms of building the relationships or bringing in external capabilities or innovations or All competencies right. that All can right. help move the organization into a uh, more robust position.
1: Uh, maybe uh, this may give you one other context in a similar way. When in, within the corporate, even if it's small or big, if you are really good at something, it is quite challenging for you or any organization to think outside box thinking because you are too much into it. So, uh, so in practice, uh, you always uh, have an outsider coming in mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. review and assess and then give some feedback. And that's what happened, and that's uh, and that it is that is kind of routine. But uh, very, very few, very successful company actually doing it properly.
0: Sure.
1: And so, uh, so this is uh, uh, sounds very simple and straightforward, but in practice, it's quite challenging. Uh, yeah. And yeah. As you may well aware. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, it's a little about the you know. Uh, uh, how can I put it? It's uh, it's if you're uh, if you're really good at it, something, it's very challenging for you to think a little bit differently. I agree. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 uh, I think it's an
0: inertia uh, effect almost. Uh, uh, the idea yeah. of inertia that you know, having past success or past way of doing things tends to lock somebody in a trajectory. And so, I think being able right. to enrich that is a good way of thinking about coming out of this, uh, of any uncertain position, in, in a more stable state. Well, Leonardo, that has been an absolutely fascinating conversation. I'm really grateful to you for uh, participating in this. I think if I was to summarize with a couple of takeaways um, for the people listening, I would say it's about uh, absolutely examining the readiness of your business to manage uncertainty, thinking about how and in what ways you can take timely action, but also what are the what are maybe the drivers and inhibitors of timely action? And that comes from competences and it also comes from relationships. So by understanding all of that, we can hopefully set the basis for creating resurgence and with momentum. So I think, right. uh, I hope that's a nice summary um, of some of the points for you.
1: And, 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 and indeed, and, uh, and anybody who listens to this podcast, if you can define... Uh, to-do list from what you just explained and that will be quite an uh, important takeaway so that you can practice properly in your real life. That's, that's how I put it yeah, from my end.
0: Well, excellent. Thank you very much, uh, Leonardo, and um, for everybody listening, we'll uh, look forward to see you in the next podcast. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank, thanks, thank you very much.